Welcome to the Black Real Estate Voices podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Jefferson. Today, we have a guest by the name of Mr. Chasten Miles. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Uh, no problem at all. Chasten, for those who don't know you, um, give us a little background on who you are. Absolutely. Um, my name is Chasten J. Miles, and back in, back in 2013, I decided to pack up and move to Texas to begin a career as a real estate agent. Um, everybody told me not to. They said, don't, don't do it. You're real young. You don't know much. And I decided to do it anyway. So got to Texas, got my real estate license. I was 23 years old and I couldn't make a dollar to save my life. Um, real estate was not what I imagined it to be. And it literally got to the point where as I am walking out of my apartment to go do an open house, my electricity got disconnected. Um, I showed up to that open house, worked that thing for three hours. Not one person came in there, not one. And I remember walking to the front door and I turned that lock and man, I just fell to my knees full on having a breakdown. I was I was thinking about how I had told all these people I was gonna be this real estate success. I, threw, I packed up my whole life and moved across the country to a place where nobody knew me. And, you know, I was putting stuff out there on social media, doing everything that I thought I was supposed to do to become successful, but nothing was happening for me. And it was at that moment, I felt like a complete failure. Um, but that was a pivotal moment in my journey because it forced me to make a choice. It forced me to make a decision. And my only options were I could go and get a job or I could go home, sit in the dark for a little while and just pray that something happens and continue down this journey. And I ended up choosing to go to my dark house and and pray and continue to, to work this. And over the last 10 years, I have built a real estate business from the ground up. I've built several other businesses from that. Um, I've been featured in magazines, TV, newspapers, you name it. I'm a published author and I am you know, continuing to grow. Now what I do is I help other solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, real estate agents. I help them build their businesses up through content creation um, because that is how I built my business essentially. So that's a little bit about me and my story. Awesome. So where'd you move from when, where'd you come from when you went to Texas? Yeah, I moved from Atlanta, Georgia. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Most people move to Atlanta. Yeah. So I, I moved to Atlanta um, back. I was entering into high school. I'm originally from Houston. I was getting into some trouble, wasn't really going down the right path. And I ended up moving in with one of my aunts who had 
just got a promotion and her job moved her there. And at the time it was just her. Um, and so I moved with her, went to high school out there, did some college out there and then moved into the city. So actually into Midtown Atlanta and that ended up being just a big distraction. <laughs> and I was, I, you know, I knew, I knew I wanted to, to do right. And I had that mind. However, that city is very lively. And I was out and about every single night. And, you know, it, it, was, it was one of those things where I felt like I had to take myself out of my comfort zone again and get uncomfortable, go somewhere I'd never been. And my plan was just to be here in Dallas for a year. Then I was going to move to L.A. or New York because that was the big goal. Um, however, me not knowing anything about real estate, I didn't know it was going to take me almost a year <laughs> to even start to build this, this business. Gotcha. So when you got in, you um, moved to Dallas. And what, why did you get into real estate was is a better question. Yeah, it was it was one of those things where, you know, you would always hear real estate is where the money is, real estate is how you build wealth, real estate, real estate, real estate, like that. That was how it always pointed. But what truly got me into it and what really sparked me looking into it was back when I was still in Georgia. I um me and my roommates who I was sharing, sharing a what do you, what do you call them, like dorm apartment with out in, in college, um, we decided that we wanted to move off campus. We were doing all kinds of stuff that you're not supposed to be doing on campus. And we wanted just to have that freedom, right? So walking around one day, I, we saw a sign that said off campus houses for rent. They had them, them little numbers at the bottom. You know how they would cut the bottom of the page and then you could tear it off? Tear it off. <clears throat> So I called that that number and this lady answered and she she said, yeah, I got houses. Meet me here and I'll show you and show you what I got. So we ended up meeting her at her office and it was actually a real estate office. Um, so we're sitting down around this table. She's showing us stuff. Then we get in her car. We go look at a couple of properties, go back to the office and everything's like moving forward. We're all excited. Like we can afford this. Who's going to get the master bedroom? Um, we're dividing up money. And then I started thinking, wait a minute, we got this lady who's doing all this for us. Who is going to be paying her and how much is she? Right. So I just straight up asked the lady, I was like, how much is this going to cost us? And she was like, we already talked about the rent. I said, no, your services, because you know, we didn't agree to this, <laughs> um, but she ended up saying that she gets paid by the the owners of, of the house. So then I was like, well, if you don't mind me asking, ma'am, <laughs> how much are you getting paid? And she had told us like, you know, it was like $1,500, $2,000 or something. But to me, I was like, that's a good amount of money for just posting up a sign and people calling, you know, and I was thinking, I know so many people who would want to live off campus. I could do this all day and night. Uh, and that's what sparked my whole, okay, I want to, I want to get in, get in real estate now. And that office of hers was actually a real estate school too. 
I ended up enrolling in classes over there, talked them into a payment plan, enrolling in classes over there, but I couldn't make the second payment. So I had to drop out. And two years later, I decided to pick up on this journey. Um, but here in Texas. Wow. That's uh that's a definitely a story, man. So your first year in real estate, um, how how did it go? Not as I thought it would have went. <laughs> um, <laughs> my first year, I I closed like three deals my first year. I made a total of of a little less than nine thousand dollars my first year as a real estate agent. Okay, and from there, what was it that kept you going? Because a lot of times you may see agents get out because they didn't have that grand start of a of a career. So they typically get out or um, put their license on ice until the market gets better. What did you do after that first year? Yeah, no, I I was continuing to to do what I what I had been doing. What I realized looking back, yeah, it might have taken a while for me to get those first transactions um, and to get those closed. However, the timing of it was more so a compound of all the things that I had been doing. Like I was I was cold calling, I was hosting open houses, I was putting stuff on social media, I was going out to networking events. And what was truly happening was I was building myself up or, or kind of building a name around myself. And so I did those first three deals in my first year. And when I say my, my first year, these were toward the end of the first year, but it was truly like a snowball effect that started happening after that. Like I was I was getting more clients. I was getting more listings. Um, I was getting buyers because I was still doing the open houses. Like I didn't stop um, what I was doing to get me those first few deals. And so instead of me just saying, okay, I done made this money, I'm done. I was kind of getting busy at that point. So it was almost like a whole different burst of motivation, I guess you can say. So what, so it sounds like you start to see a compound of the efforts you were putting in that start to help grow your business. Yeah. Um, how did you maintain that? Because then there's that component of once you see a little bit of success, you start to fall off. How, how did that fare for you? You know, I'm, I've, I've always been one of those type of people that, that has always said, you know, money comes and goes, money comes and goes. It's, it's never been so much a like, oh, I'm not going to get any more or I'm not going to continue to make it, can continue to do things in, in this business. Um, you know, I, I, I've always had a job. I've always worked and thinking back to that moment that I was in thinking, thinking back to that moment that I was in when I was on the floor with my, and, and my electricity was off at home and me just literally 
eating just the bare minimum, right? Drinking the tap water, like when you were there or when I was there and you do start making money, you don't necessarily want that money to all disappear, but then you get this motivation to make more of it, right? Right. And, and you want to continue building and growing because it was almost for me like the last year and a half, the last two years was all leading up to that. Why would I want to throw it away or give up on it when I worked so hard to get there? Um, and it was it was just important to know that, you know, this definitely wasn't an overnight thing. It still isn't an overnight thing today. But what I have found is if you continue to be consistent at whatever is getting you the business, like keep doing the stuff that got you the, the first pieces, the second pieces, you know, you you will you'll continue to grow. And that's what I was doing. It never got unmanageable though like it never got unmanageable for me i wasn't just a what do you say just like an agent with all the listings in the city um right. plus i was still young so these little five six seven thousand dollar checks they were the biggest checks that i had was ever receiving in, in my life so no it wasn't it wasn't un, unmanageable for me uh it's definitely motivating gotcha so at what point did you begin to um, start utilizing social media to grow your business? Um, pretty much immediately. Okay. Pretty much immediately. Um, I was already, you know, I'm a, I'm a millennial, I guess, if you want to call me. So I was on social media for, for just other stuff and just for, for normal life. But sorry. Um, but you know, for business, I was like, why not? You know, so nobody was really doing it at the time that I was doing it. And I was definitely sticking out, but I didn't have anything to lose. So why not? Which platform did you start with? I started with, um, I started with Twitter, actually. Well, Facebook and Twitter. And then I moved to YouTube. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Hey, Sabu, before I'm going to start off re-asking the question about his social media. So when he spoke about social media prior to this, edit that portion out. So which social media platforms did you start off on first? Yeah, so I started off on Twitter and Facebook. Um, again, these were accounts that I already had I just started changing up what I was posting on on there um but those were the ones that I started with and then I ended up getting on YouTube after that gotcha and did what were you posting on Facebook and Twitter I, that's that's all I guess when you look talk about social media like the biggest thing is uh, the person says, I don't know what to post. So what did, what were you posting at the time? Yeah, see, and that's the, the thing. It's, it's like people are thinking too hard. I mean, and, and thinking too much about it. Um, just to put it into some context, 
these were social media platforms that I already had. Like a lot of people today already have a Facebook account, right? And you already post things normally. Probably you post without even putting any thought in, into it. And so that's what it was for me. I wasn't necessarily putting thought into like, oh, how do you do a real estate agent post or how is a real estate agent supposed to post? Because I was still just thinking that I'm chasing and this is my Facebook and I'm going to post how I would normally post. However, what do I need? I need business. So I was putting out there, anybody looking to buy or sell a house or anybody know anybody who wants to buy or sell a house? Um, I was putting out there, hey, here's a listing that my, my brokerage has. Um, you know, I wanted everybody to know that I was in real estate. And so a lot of the posts that I was putting out there was pretty much me screaming to the world that I'm a real estate agent, work with me, I need business, this, that, and the other, right? right. Um, and I was doing it so much that, you know, obviously people were seeing it, but it was 100% not commercialized. You know, like I didn't have professional graphics and I didn't have professional videos and things like that. I was still just being the person that I that I am and that people were used to. Um, and I feel like that helps, especially with the authenticity of things, because, you know, it wasn't like I turned into another super successful real estate agent overnight type of scenario. Right. So I think part of it also is where we see somebody else's post and we like, oh, man, theirs looks so great. And then you, you, you think of what you're going to post, but you compare what you're doing to that other person. And then we're constantly trying to improve. So then the post typically never gets put out. So where, where, if I'm a new agent, or if I'm an agent, I don't utilize social media like I should. Um, and in this market here, you've got to be seen and you've got, it's, we have to do a whole lot more in this current real estate market. What would you suggest that I just post? If I hadn't been posting on social media and this is my first post or I haven't posted in years, what should I post about real estate? So before I answer that, I want to say one thing, just because somebody stuff looks good doesn't mean it's yielding results okay and 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 that's one thing that people have to wrap around in their heads especially today because consumers and people on social media platforms we recognize ads very well now right we recognize ads very well we're not new to ads. Um, and back in the day, you know, you would try to make your stuff look like an ad. It was obviously an ad. And then what, what ended up happening was we started getting tired of seeing ads, right? Now you got Facebook even blocking ads. I mean, you have um, iPhones blocking ads and pop-ups don't exist anymore, really, you know? And so with social media, when your stuff looks too good, 
in a lot of consumers' minds, it looks like an ad, right? It looks like an ad. The trend today is something called UGC, user-generated content. Even a lot of the big um, advertisers, big companies are putting millions of dollars into UGC, right? And what is UGC? That's simply me getting my phone, just like a normal person, whatever I'm wearing, wherever I'm at, and talking, talking about a product, talking about a service, but it looks so natural and it sounds so natural that people don't know that that person behind the camera is being paid for that, right? Wow. It's like, it's like oh my gosh, think, think about this, this scenario. You're scrolling on Facebook, you, you see a video from someone and they're like, oh my gosh, y'all gotta go check this, this new restaurant out. These crab legs are so good there. I ordered some for the next day. And it, it just looks like a regular person, right? You, your first mind seeing that video or seeing that post is not, that person got paid to do that. You're just looking at it like, oh, that's a normal person. So I'm gonna listen to that or now I wanna go and go and try it because I saw someone on Facebook talking about it. That's an example of UGC. And so when it comes to your real estate posts today, the first post and those initial posts that you you putting out there need to be about you. They need to be your story. They need to be about why you're you're doing real estate, what you're up to. Like you got to let people in differently than hey, just buy this house. Most times you put that that house out there unless you have insane reach. Most times the the homes that real estate agents are putting out there are not homes that the people who are following them are buying, right? <laughs> you wonder why nobody's calling your phone or you wonder why that friend of yours used a different agent and they sit there and tell you, oh, I didn't know that you sold homes like, like this, right? Because you're trying to put out this image and this message of what <clears> you think <throat> it's supposed to be instead of just being that person that you once before that people liked you for right they didn't they don't they don't care to like you as the advertiser they want to like you as that normal person if you notice first thing today what did i do i told you my story right because i could sit here and talk about all the good stuff and everything that i'm doing now and you can have one opinion about me versus me telling you and explaining and showing where i was where i came from you can have a whole different different opinion about wanting to do business with me now or, or or wanting to grow something with me, right? And so that's what people, real estate agents have to get back to or have to start with before, hey, I'm this luxury agent that you probably can't afford, but I hope you do business with me, you know? Right. And I think... So real estate is a sexy um, industry, right? It's looked at as a sexy industry. Um, and when I say that, I equate it to when you look at rappers or ball players, everybody wants to do it because it looks sexy and you can make a lot of money and it looks glamorous. Um, so the first thing that some agents who aren't having success see or new agents see 
it's that agent that's doing lifestyle marketing, getting out of the Range Rover, getting videoed, walking into the million dollar property and showing a million dollar property. Um, what they don't think about when they look at it is, well, I don't see a client. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm looking like, where's the client? Yeah. You know, so I think it gets, people get caught up in what it can be because it can allow for us to live a different lifestyle. Yeah. But the part that you told in the beginning is what people need to understand. Your lights were out. You went to an open house, nobody showed, and you went home to a dark house to sit. To look at you now, we wouldn't know that story. And that's why I do this, this podcast, man, to encourage people no matter where they're at. Like somebody might be watching this pod or listening to this podcast and their lights was out yesterday and they trying to figure out how do I get to a sale? So, you know, I definitely um, appreciate you sharing your story. And I know I got off the question, but I always like to highlight why I do this. Um, it's definitely a passion to get information out to uh, our real estate agents because a lot of the stuff that we learn as, you know, people in our industry on the lending side and as real we don't learn in class like we learn to do stuff that nobody that everybody else does in the transaction you know so learning how you were able to grow your business what you went through is huge uh to the audience um so let's let's get back man i'm sorry um so posting about um you know, posting sounds like you're saying when you create a post, one, let them know who you are and what you do. Mm-hmm. And then two, you want to post something that's going to attract your ideal client. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I recommend using this, this, this method. Um, I call this the 180 capture method. This is, this is what I, I teach a lot of agents um, to do in my, in my content boss accelerator. It is basically you are capturing an audience in 180 seconds okay um and you want that audience you want those people to actually do business with you so they need to know three things they need to know three things that they they need to know where you were or what problem you were you were having what you did to solve that and then how you can help them do it too, or how you can help them reach their goals because of what you did, because of that problem that you were you were experiencing. Okay, that needs to be at the forefront of any type of posts, advertisements, getting started on social media like that. That's what it needs to start with. Okay, now when it comes to your actual posts and attracting your ideal clients. You got to get re- get real about that because real estate is a business. And I think a lot of people for, forget that, right? They think that it's just a license. And if you treat it like that, then you'll just be a license holder. You won't be a business person. You won't be an entrepreneur. So when it even comes down to your ideal client, is your ideal client truly interested in what you're posting 
And that can be a big house, that can be an investment property, that could be a great deal, that could be whatever it is. But is your ideal client truly interested in that? What do you know about this ideal client? Where does this ideal client make most of their buying decisions from? Is it from social media or is it from um, friends and family recommendations? You know, just because someone lives in a million dollar home does not mean that they have all of this money. You know, the cost of living has, has gone up considerably. A lot of people to, 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 I mean, um, households with shared income, things like that, like people can afford things differently now. And there's lots of programs and tricks and, and all that kind of stuff out there to, to help people get a lot more. Right. Um, a lot of these agents that I'm that I, that, I, that I see post out there are not posting for their ideal client. Right. They're posting for themselves what they like. Right. My ideal client, if 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 I know that a bulk of my business has been in that under 300 price point. Well, that's my clientele at that point, because now. I'm, I'm serving that, that, that clientele. I'm getting business from it. I'm getting referrals from them. They're comfortable around me. It is what it is. And that same clientele can make me the same millionaire as it'll, it'll, it'll make another agent who sells one or two million dollar houses twice a year, right? Versus me selling hundreds of homes, which was a major contributor to my success, I would say. Um, and heck, if I want to go take a picture in a million dollar home, I can do that. We got the same super key. But if I'm doing this for business purposes, I need to be doing where my business is. And I need to be attracting my clientele, not this imaginary clientele that I want in my head that probably won't give me a shot. Right. So... The next question is, how often should I post? Oh, multiple times a day, every day, every day. If you're less than half a million followers, multiple times a day. Got you. So give me an example of a day. Let's, let's say it's a, it's a Monday a day of the week where you post and you post multiple times a day, uh, what would those posts look like? Sure. So I'll probably start out the morning with what my goals are for, um, for the week. Then, and, and, and I'm gonna let everybody know, like, this is what I'm looking to accomplish this, this week. All around lunchtime, I'll probably do some type of breaking news or a, did you know, and I'll make it real estate related. Um, so, I would subscribe to Google Alerts and I'd get an email every single day of anything real estate in Dallas related, right? So I, so I always had a post ready for that. Um, probably halfway through through the day or getting into the afternoon, that's when I'll probably post a property. Um, and how I structure those posts is, hey, just saw this um, pop up on my computer does anybody know anybody who could possibly be looking for this? I thought I'd post this here just to see if y'all knew somebody. Totally natural. 
just putting that out there in, instead of like, oh, look at this million dollar home I'm in. No, it's like, hey, this this just popped up. Do y'all know anybody who may want it? Then in the evening, probably do a more personal post. So family, um, friends, vacations, something biblical, you know, just, just something normal. Um, also sharing people's stuff. So as you come across funny videos, memes, whatever, share it. Like if it matches your personality and style, that can be a great way to give people insight into your personality without saying, hey, I'm a fun person. It's like, hey, let me share this video that I thought was funny and that I thought was fun. You know, it's like, oh, I think it's funny too. We probably would get along because, you know, it's 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 playing that that type of role. So do those posts. The the thing is, people have to see you frequently. People have to see you often. Um, they have to get to know you often. Not the product, not the property. Everybody has access to real estate these days. Like these disruptors have done a very good job of making sure that the consumers have access to just about just as much as we have, right? They have all that. If they were looking for that, they would go and look for it. So now you have to do things from a different standpoint, not that boom, here's a property, look at me, but hey, how can I get this property in front of people, but not make it seem like an ad or not make it seem like I'm desperate for business. It's like, hey, this just popped up. Thought I'd share it here just in case anybody knows somebody who's interested in it. It's, it's, it's easy. It's, it's not intimidating and it doesn't seem like you are advertising. But that whole day's worth of posts, those were just you as a person posts, right? And they'll yield this, a better result than just posting that listing of the day or that open house all week and stuff like that. Got you. So, all right. So we know that we need to be organic in our posts. It doesn't have to be a production. We don't have to get, you know, production studio. <laughs> you just post from where you're at. Um, and then you want to post to your clients that you're trying to attract. Mm -hmm. So you're saying post multiple times a day. Should I schedule that time? Or should it just be like an organic time in you walked out of a house you just showed and it was like, you know what? That's a good house to show to my clients, my ideal client. I'm gonna go in and film it when my client leaves. Is that is that what you mean by just figuring out when to post? No, so so there's there's no there's no none whatsoever perfect time to post. Okay. There's not. Um and the best timing is different for everybody, right? Like I have a very active audience in the evening. When I post stuff in the daytime, it doesn't really do much, right? Um, a lot of people don't, don't see it because maybe they're working or, or they're not on social media. I have a very active evening following. Your following could be completely different. You could, you, you can have most of your people on there during the day, 
right? So your post during the day will get great reach versus mine, nobody will look at. Once you know that, now we gotta think about this, this social media platforms, right? Just because you posted at 12 o'clock and you have 2,000 friends does not mean those 2,000 friends are gonna see that at 12 o'clock. Probably only two, 10 people are gonna see it, right? And the way that these algorithms work is if that post isn't getting a ton of engagement off the bat, then it's gonna start slowing down and showing to less and less people where in a matter of an hour or two, that post can be completely expired to where it's just sitting on your page and it's not gonna pop up on nobody's feed, right? So knowing that information, that's why I say post often because you never know what might hit. You never know what could be more engaging at that time of day for your audience. So that's why you got to keep yourself out there in front of them. A lot of people think like, if I'm posting five times a day, everybody's going to get annoyed because they're seeing me so much. And I hate to say this, but you're giving yourself too much credit. Because <laughs> they may only see you once. They may only see one of those posts. Right? Now, once you get high, once you get your engagement up, Right. You start noticing that, hey, every time I post, I'm getting 50, 50 likes, 100 likes, um, multiple comments. That means your engagement is, is a lot higher. So at that point, you can slow down. You don't you don't have to post so so frequently. When I started on TikTok, I was posting three to four TikToks a day. Right. You probably would think that that's crazy, like three to four TikToks a day, even on Instagram nowadays, multiple times a day. Why? Because I know how these algorithms work. This is what I teach people because once you have that understanding of what goes on behind the scenes, now you're thinking about things from the standpoint of a marketer and making your decisions based on, you know, intelligent business information and you'll get better results, right? So with that being the case, not going to spend an hour thinking about what I'm going to post. I'm not going to spend 30 minutes thinking about when I'm going to post. I'm not going to spend two hours editing a post and rewriting a caption or nothing like that. No, just post it. Just post it. Yeah. And when we just post it, which platform should we use? Be whichever platform you are most comfortable with. Okay. Whichever platform you have the most amount of followers on, whichever platform you know how to use. Because see, once I tell you to go use something else, then it's like, I don't know how to use that. Or no, oh, I got to go and go and learn that. Oh, I can't post now. And you're back at square one, not posting. If you have your biggest following on Facebook, then that's your, your network. Like that's where you should start. Um, once you start to get more comfortable, once you're starting to get results, you're gonna look at, hey, what is getting me the best results that I post on my Facebook? What posts do I see that people are really reacting to? 
Now at that point, now you start cross-posting and putting it on um, Instagram or on Twitter or whatever other platforms you have because you have proven results, right? You have proven results that people like this. People want to see more of this. So it'll make it easier for you to cross over to a different platform because you have evidence of what's working. Right. So you started out with uh, social media early in terms of your business. Um, is that a majority of where your business comes from or came from in the beginning? Like, what? how do you get business from the social media? Yeah, so, um, you know, in, in, in the beginning, you got to think of social media as just being a, a huge billboard, right? You drive down the highway, you see billboards left and right. And do you open up your phone? Do you start calling? Most, most times you've, you're, you're, you're driving so fast, you can't even see the number. Um, but then if someone wants to ask you over time, hey, have you seen that new billboard by that one guy? You might, you might remember. Yeah, because you've seen it so often. You'll have that recall of seeing the billboards. However, you probably won't take action on it until you actually need something. And then at that point, you're, you're more, more than likely going to get on the internet and go try to find it, find the company. You're probably not going to get on the highway driving around again looking for it. So for me... And for most people, that social, those social media posts, those are just your billboards, right? For people to see whenever, wherever, um, they don't take much action for it. But what you want to happen is you want that recall to happen, right? You want to be at an open house or you want to be making cold calls, calling expires for sale by owners and when you mention your name, people say, oh, yeah, I've seen you or, oh, yeah, I've heard about you. OK, because that's where that real power and magic is. That's where it helped my business. I couldn't stop doing the the job part, though. Right. At any point, I was showing up to the office every day. I was still calling for two hours. I was still holding open houses Saturdays and Sundays for three hours each each time. I was still consistently doing that stuff, consistently reaching out, um, calling lists, following up. I had to still do that stuff. Never at any point, even today, I tell people this all the time, you cannot rely on social media to build your business. It was one component of, of mine. But think about like that that pie chart. You know, you had 20% coming from social media, had 30% coming from calls. I had 10, 15% coming from referrals. I had maybe 5% coming from the office, my website. Like that's what made up my successful business, right? And I knew that each part of this pie served a very important pur um, purpose but I couldn't not do the other stuff because then I would have only been getting 30% of the business when 
I was able to get a hundred percent because I was diverse in, in in how I was choosing to build. Which is, I'm glad you mentioned that, man, because to see <clears throat> if, if if someone, if you listen to this podcast, Google his name, right? And see all the platforms that he comes up on, see how many followers he has. And then you would immediately think, oh, this is where he's getting all his business from. But he just told you he uses that as one sector of his business. And he's still making the calls and doing the grunt work that you don't see on social media. So that's a good point to have, man, is I think a lot of times as agents, it's, you know, the social media posting takes place of the grunt work when it's a combination of it all together, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you've utilized social media as your billboard and um, how often, like how often do you make calls? Every single day. Um, that's, that's, that's where the, the, the business happens. That's, that's where everything goes down. So yeah, I make calls every single day. Now my, my, my business is a lot different now. Um, and I feel like it's important for me to say, I'm not a new agent. I'm, I'm 10 years in the business. A lot of this, the stuff that I had to do for the, for the first half of my career so far, I don't have to do anymore. You know, I've, I've built my business to that point. Um, but what keeps it going is a lot of these systems that I've put in place. I have over 150 agents now, right? I have a lot of people to close the business, to bring in deals, to bring in transactions. I, I have all that. However, what I sell and who I help and the even the real estate clientele that I I work with, it still keeps me on the phone. It still keeps me on the, like sales is the phone. <laughs> no matter what you try to package or whatever, you could be selling cars, you could be selling insurance, you could be selling anything, you got to be on the phone. And so I call every day. I, I do follow-ups, right? There, there are people who I've personally helped. I do follow-ups to them. I have relationships with them. In turn, that sends ref um, referrals back into the business for my agents, right? Um, so yeah, it's a different business for me these days and my role is a lot different. However, a lot of what I do still revolves around the phone, still revolves around the computer, still revolves around getting out, meeting people, um, because I'm I'm building relationships for different things now. So luckily, I know how to do it because of how I had to do it for my real estate business, right? Right. So that's the other part, right? The innovation of or the transitioning of being a realtor showing properties all the time a lot of times i think as agents they go from being an agent 
and thinking because they've had a level of success that they should automatically go to a broker, like opening your own company. Um, talk about how you have made your system work inside of another system. Yeah, um, for sure. And I think that that just really comes down to what your goals are. Um, my goal, and I've said this on YouTube for years, my goal was to never be a broker. And I, I, I never wanted to be a broker. And the reason is when I looked at the business plan of most brokers and brokerages and the financials and all that kind of stuff, a lot of brokers weren't making all that much money, <laughs> but they were having a ton more um, liability and um, things that they have to be responsible for. And me and my personality, how it is these days, whatever I do, I want to be able to scale and go big. And I don't want to be limited. Um, me opening up a brokerage, I would have been limited to just my local area. I would have been limited to agents who are just here. Um, so what I decided to do was partner with a international brokerage that would give me more reach. It's, it's so smart. I get to take away all that liability. I don't have to have that high of overhead and I get to essentially have the same, if not more benefits that I would have or that I would, um, what most people imagine to have as a broker. So it made more business sense for me. Um, I was looking to get into some other projects. I was looking to start a couple of new businesses and it, it gave me better flexibility. You know, I was able to put systems in place to be able to scale not only my real estate business, but to scale these, these other businesses. But that was my goals. Right. If there are agents out there listening or watching and your goal is to become a broker or a team leader or own several real estate offices, go do that. Like more power to you. I'm not going to tell you not to, but that just wasn't my goal. Um, so I chose to go a different path. Gotcha. If at what point did you say, Chasen, I think it's time to move on to the next step of your career? Um, that's a hard decision. So what was it that led you there? Or when did you say, hey, I'm, I'm going to do it? What was that decision like? Yeah, so it wasn't just a single day and moment in time. I'll say that. Um, and it happened gradually and how it happened was in my normal business, um, well, in my real estate business, as I would grow, I would hire more agents. Then I started hiring more staff. Um, then I started hiring managers. Next thing you know, I'm hiring a CEO, um, and all of these moves and all these hires was to support the business that was coming in. But what it was also doing was it was freeing up my time. So I wouldn't have been able to sleep at night knowing that, you know, I had all this free time, but the business was chaos. 
And so I had to put the right systems and people in place to make sure that business would conduct as normally. And once I was comfortable with that, then I would take on one outside project and then I would take on another outside project. Um, and the business was still moving. It was still bringing in money. It was still operating like normal. It just wasn't with me anymore. I still own it, right? I still signed the checks for it, but I'm not in the day-to-day. I get to hop on or hop in and just do trainings from time to time. Um, I know that I have great people and, and great partners in place that we all have similar goals. We all want to see the business grow and they're passionate about it. Now I get to be passionate about other things, right? And some things that I've tried, I t- they turned out not to be a passion project. Uh, <laughs> I was like, well, I tried it. I can do it again. But um, it wasn't like a, okay, close the door on this, open it up there. Like there were very gradual calculated um, shifts and those those shifts were made thinking about the business as a whole and not just me being selfish and closing the doors. Gotcha. So, man, <clears throat> this has been uh, a definitely a different type of podcast. Before we talked, I told you that you do a lot of things well. Um, and... If you had any words of advice to someone who is on the fence with, you know, continuing real estate or should they expand um, their real estate team, what would be some words of advice you would give them? Yeah, my piece of advice would be give it 90 days, give it 90 more days. And in those 90 days, Go harder than you've ever gone. Be more uncomfortable than you've ever been. Do all the things that people told you that you should be doing and that you should do. Do it and not not thinking about how you, how you feel about it. Not thinking about if you know how to do it or not. If you're the best at it, put all that stuff out. Just for 90 days, do all of those things. Go hard, go hard. Cut out a lot of the recreational stuff. Don't worry about what people are thinking. Don't don't invest in new stuff that you know you don't need and it's pro- you're thinking that it's going to be that magic solution. No. 90 days. Do everything that I've said. Do what other people have told you. Do that stuff that you've been putting off and consistently just for 90 days. Then ask yourself that question again. That's 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 my advice. Wow. Well, that's awesome, man. Chasing, this has been um, <clears throat> great. For anyone who is looking to get in contact with you or want to see more of what you do, what's the best way to um, to, to reach you, these social media handles? Sure, yeah. <clears throat> I'm on all social media platforms, um, Chasing J. Miles, but the best places are going to be my website, so just chastenjmiles.com. Um, also, if you're interested in anything, any of the content training, you can just go to fivedaycontent.com. Um, that's the number five, 
daycontent.com and um, that'll unlock my trainings for you. Gotcha. Well, thank you. I'm Kevin Jefferson, the host of the Black Real Estate Voices. Uh, this is Mr. Chasten Miles. You have a great day. Thank you.